are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast where we are joined in our third seat by rapper Cam, hey. Max Spell Backwards. Give a round of applause Woo! for Cam coming and joining us again, Max Spell Backwards. Cam, welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. We're really excited to have you here you, with man. us. So let's just jump right into some really serious questions that we have for you. Uh, and one question is, there are so many millennials out there that are trying to break into the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And this podcast, we really try to highlight some of them, uh, including some aspiring actresses, those who are looking and doing work in the PR field, event planning field, and now looking at someone who's working in the music field. What is one piece of advice that you would give to a a young millennial who aspires to be a rapper? Um, <clears throat> what I would say probably is um, first hone your, find what you really, really want to do, like your talent is in. If you are a good songwriter, um, you know, maybe strengthen that up. If you're good at um, dancing, if you're good at, you know, producing, whatever you're exactly good at, find what that is and then kind of branch out from there because, <clears throat> excuse me, there's so many things in music that you can do. Um, especially with now with the way you know streaming and the internet and how quick you can get music and anything to anybody right now. I mean, there's so many ways you can be seen. So for you, this has been how long of a journey? How many years have you been in the music industry? Um, since you since you know me. Um, since for oh, those of you that don't know, six. Cam is a former student of DDS. Yes. Yes. Um, since oh no oh four so oh four yeah yeah since I was like in tenth grade was and what song. motivated that passion inside of you for the music industry specifically for rap? Um, I mean just growing up on music. I think we came up, we were blessed to come up in a a good era of rap. Um, if you want to say, I, I think there's always it's always rap is always making good music. But so when you say a good era of rap, who were those rappers that were a part of that, a part of your era? I mean I call it the hype Williams era. It's like all the Ja Rules, Jay Z's, um, you know, Ludacris. You had Outkast. You had everything was just real big. A lot you can tell rap music was making a lot of money at that time. So, so it's really interesting that you say that because as a zennial, I feel like some of the, many of the artists you named were subpar, especially as <laughs> to rap wow. in the rap industry, right? Like, so when I think of great rappers, I'm thinking of LL Cool J. I'm thinking of. Uh, LL is corny as shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get with it. Like I can't. What I name somebody Will else? <laughs> Will Smith. Name somebody else. Like name some more people. So like most deaf, you have the roots. You have a tribe called Quest. To me, these were real artists who were really out here. Uh, to me, transforming rap and the contributions of rap. Now I appreciate Outkast. I think they were really really good, mm-hmm. but. Not so much Ja Rule, and <laughs> to, and I know I'm in the minority, but I'm not. I'm also not a very huge fan of Jay Z's rap. I love his philanthropy. I love what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, love the. I think we found something we agree on. I'm not a huge Jay Z fan wow. at all. Like 
I can't rap one full song all the way through. It's just not happening. I mean, when you have a son that talks about a Jigga Man, I well, can't. Look, this is the thing. I mean, y'all, because y'all are just throwing dirt on, <laughs> on the greatest. On the greatest. Really so the greatest. I cannot this, agree with that. Like, this is why. Can't. This is why he's the greatest. Literally, he is able to make conscious, digestible music like he's yeah, able to Jay-Z he's the greatest nah. he's, no yes he's the great he's, he's literally uh, a Talib Kweli and a and a I don't know a, a grand a, a Slick Rick all in one rapper you know what I'm saying like he's kind of like he can do both he can talk about the lavish and then he could break it down and, and, and conceptualize something in a way that you've never heard it never so give me one about. example of how he's been able to conceptualize something in a way that I had never heard it. Because that's why I, I struggle with you. I think that his rap is very much commercial. I think he's yeah. talking about the lavish. He's talking about the Jigga Man. But I want to know how he's talking about something that actually has depth. In oh, the he, time frame that you're speaking of, right? Mm-hmm. When you were young. Black, I mean, the, right? black, the Black album dropped. Um, he had a lot. I, I can't think of the songs. 99 but, Problems. Well, I mean, those, were, those, bitch ain't those, were, the, those were the big yeah. singles on the right, album. Right. You know, but I mean, he had other songs on there that were... Really, Luc- uh, Lucifer? Mm-hmm. Was Lucifer? No, 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 no. Listen, Jay-Z didn't get on my radar for real, for real until he started dating Queen B. Oh, my God. So, I really didn't listen to his music. Well, anyway, look, I mean, that was, I'm not saying, I'm just saying this is what the framework of my, I'm just saying you know, and, they, and they, were, they were more so not for the, always the talent. Not every artist had the most talent. They were mm-hmm. good at what they did. Like, Ja Rule was good at what he did. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he was the best rapper. You liked his flow. I mean, he just had a good package, dude. I mean, okay. it, and it came out in, at a time that showed that, like I said, rap music was making a lot of money. So, Cameron, I remember when you were a big fan of Kanye West. Are you oh, yeah. still a fan of Kanye West? I'm definitely a fan of his because of of the foundation he established. He definitely, because his later stuff, his newer stuff hasn't always hit home with me. But he was so good when he first started. It was like I, I, I give him a grain of salt. You think Kanye's lost? Kardashian curse. I mean, he Whoa, has the Kardashian yes. curse. So definitely. I mean, that that's gonna happen. The sunken place look, is in their vagina. Look at Tristan Thompson's uh, stats since he's started dating Chloe. Look, Travis Scott. That's the only one that's keeping up, keeping up a good name. But I'm like, his music gonna start going down here soon. Too. Trash. Kanye ain't been right since he got with that woman. Oh my god, Kardashian curse. KK. I can't get with that. Wow. <laughs> got that KK. <laughs> wow. So. <laughs> Cameron, as you have explored a career in the music industry, what has been the biggest barrier that you have faced? Barrier? Um, I would say just breaking up the uh, the stigmatism of like people, like always. I, I think as like brown people are just we just have a a combative attitude a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So like. A lot of times when you come when to you someone, say a combative attitude. <laughs> yeah, I mean Don't put that camera on me. Wow. <laughs> 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 got so, jokes today, yeah, y'all. I mean against and towards our own people a lot of times. And it and it like towards your own people like your towards your mentor. <laughs> oh, you know, so okay. you, you go to people and you're like, hey, you know, I, I want you to listen to this or whatever. And it may just come from, mm. you know, them always hearing that or whatever the case may be, but you know, just kind of getting past that, like, oh, you're just another person that does this, mm. you know, and kind of wow. letting them, because when they hear that first song, it's going to be a rap after that, you know, they're going to want to hear more, but getting, I guess, to that point of them wanting to actually hear that first song. Like getting your foot in the door, and so yeah. you're saying that the biggest barrier has been just really getting your foot in the door with your own people, mm-hmm. that not everyone in the industry is wanting to give a leg up or giving a hand up to young talent. 
Yeah, no, no, not always. Not Cam, always. I have a question. Um, I would like to change the direction of this, you know, uh, our routine mm-hmm. type of questions for our guests. Oh, yeah, we don't anything. always have, you know, former students of DD. We've had a couple before. Okay. And now you're in the studio. We just saw, um, like, a message you wrote him back in high school. Mm-hmm. Tell the people how... Didi was as a teacher. Let me let me say this first. Didi has been teaching since '84, and he's a very impactful teacher. <laughs> that he's, is a lie. He, he has impacted so many lives, like Obi-Wan. over the years. Obi one. Yes, from '84 <laughs> to 2018, Didi has been oh, in the man. game, killing it. Cam, let's talk about some stories or something. Still looks like, amazing though, guys. How 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 was your experience with Didi as one of your teachers? Well, first I want to say just. To kind of tie those both both of those questions together, I would have never maybe gotten my foot in the door as quick with music without Didi because he helped me get a internship that just really was like a crash course on the industry. Like what I thought it was, it was really like a behind the curtain type of look, mm, at, you know. Okay. So it was that was just a you know springboard to everything else. But as a teacher, I mean, he was like I was saying before, he's one of the most inspirational people ever in my life like he was he was his own person he he taught the way he wanted to teach it was informational it was information and it was still like entertainment at the same time it was a way so I had never been so I had never been taught that way in Me my either. life what's crazy way, is I, I remember words just because of a per, like because of a person that's, yes. that's crazy you I know what I have to piggyback on what Cam said I know I don't speak you know amazing things about D.D. all the time I might want to record this because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it again what I'm not going to say it again mark, yeah he mark. might want to record this <laughs> D.D. really was one of those teachers that let me know that I can be true to who I am. Like, he did not sugarcoat his personality. He didn't put on a front for us or try to, you know, fit this mold of what people wanted a teacher to be. He was true to himself. And when I was in his class, I was like, I can be true to me. I don't have to act like how I think people want me to act. Especially a black black man. Yes, it was a black man showing me, you know what, you can be exactly who the hell you want to be. And people are either going to love you or they're not. And I appreciated him for that. Like, my personality is popping as fuck because BD was there and I saw him like you know what he does what the hell he wants to do he runs this school yeah. and I can do the exact same thing like, I, said, I don't have I said, to this is my first, it was my first time really seeing someone in a position where I never seen anyone have fun have fun yes like I never seen anyone be a teacher and really have fun it was it was teacher. truly a unique experience yeah. I have never had a teacher like Dee Dee ever before him or after him, he's yeah. one like literally one of a kind. Yeah. Oh, that's moving on. It's not the <laughs> appreciation well, I mean, moment, but I mean, that, I mean that's what he said. Yeah, it has to be. You know, because I haven't. I was talking. I was talking to my girl before I got up here. I said she was like, you know, when's the last time you seen me? I was like, man, I, I would say when I graduated. Because I haven't, I, of course, Instagram and stuff right. like that. But we, I feel like we, it feels like we have kept in touch yearly. And that's why I was talking about. I guess about we too. haven't. Because of social media now, you don't really always have to necessarily be talking to right. somebody. Right, but it, like and it feels like you have. And we had know a lot of people, the same people, and then, you know, I'll hear, oh, yeah, he's doing this, da, da, and then, you know, no one has it, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I was just with him. Da, 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 da. A quick shout out to Jamie Vaughn. I saw him this weekend. We actually oh, talked about Jamie. Jamie. Yes. He actually brought Didi up as well. He was like, 
uh, Dee Dee was a very impactful teacher as well. And he didn't realize when he was in high school that that would be somebody that he continues to look up to present day. So, yes, you and Jamie is so a uh, venture capitalist, right? Oh, like, Jamie is doing amazing up. My dog things. is bossed up. Boss, he does oh, listen to the podcast. Yeah. Shout out to you. Shout out, Jamie. He also has his own podcast. <laughs> Jamie, well. I would like to say that if you would like to sponsor <laughs> any episodes of the 3+1 podcast, you know us both and we need that money. <laughs> so, invest in Look. the 3 plus one podcast. So you brought up a really good point, Cameron, about social media. How do you feel about social media as an entertainer? Um, I feel like it's it's something that the rules are being written on it every day. Like it's like the Wild Wild West. You know, of course it's kind of getting reined in a little bit more now with people knowing the ins and outs, I guess. But um it it can make or break you literally mm-hmm. it's like one of those things it can make or break you and so if anyone wants to follow cam on his instagram it's mac spell it's mac backwards mm-hmm. but instead of the a it has a v yeah, right so it's mac spell backwards we're also of course going to post clips on our instagram follow us at three plus one podcast on instagram all right so cam i understand that you rap you also do songwriting for other artists as well so you know that we want to hear something that you are either on or you've written for somebody else what are you going to share with us today well um i write with um my best friend and you know co-writer on every one of my songs pretty much sydney renee um and we did a couple songs for like chris brown got some stuff in the works for uh, rihanna whatnot but um for our own i mean i have a song called flashback friday i just put on my soundcloud Okay, so is that what we're gonna hear today? Yeah. All right, Didi, let's run it. Let of money like Dion, lot of power like B Bonds. Kobe, when it comes to my respect, nigga, no one gets a pass. Multiple agencies on my ass, fight and complacency cause the past. Wipe up the place and run that shit back. It's always been about whoever get it the fastest. Purgatory pimping till the burner turn to ashes. Grew up thinking Trina was a bad bitch. Millennial dreamer didn't do this shit like my dad did. One of the beamers, 17, got into some bad business. It was yet to be seen, but it seemed I had vision. Man, listen. Wow, that was absolutely amazing. I loved it. Thank that you. track is called Flashback Friday, right, Cam? Yes. Okay, and you could go on SoundCloud and find it where? Uh, if you just search uh, the union, and instead of putting the I in union, put the number one, and you'll be able to bring it right up. So, when I listened to the clip, there were a lot of musical influences that I feel were brought into that. Mm-hmm. So, what are, who are some of your musical influences now as your career has evolved and as your music has evolved? Who do you channel? Um, I channel a lot of, um, I mean, artists influence me every day because there's so many different artists that come out now and there's so many ways to listen to different kind of music now. So many streaming sites. You know, Spotify is a really big one and it's... Um, one actually we got a little deal with, so plug them up real quick. All right, pub up Spotify. <laughs> yeah, so, Spotify. We, please, you please. know, and we would love to pub you up even more if you were to sponsor an episode of the Three Plus the One Podcast. There we go. Come there on. Go. So, Cameron, another thing that you talked about, you talked about writing music for Chris Brown, having some stuff in the works with Rihanna. Mm-hmm. We talked earlier about your, you know, rap influences from when you were younger. Who are some artists now that you really feel confident in saying this artist is killing the game? Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick is the best. Okay. Probably 
if he keeps doing it, he'll be better than, like I said, Jay-Z. He'll be the best. He'll be the best. He, he'll be, like how they say LeBron's trying to be better than Jordan one day. I, I don't think it'll ever happen, but you know, I think one day Kendrick will be better than, than Jay-Z. Tazzy, what do you think? <laughs> Are you a Kendrick fan? I like some of Kendrick's songs. Um, but when it comes to rap music, I'm definitely one of those people that loves ratchet ass music. Like yeah, yeah. it's all preference. Kendrick is very, you know, conscious and I love Right, Kendrick is too awoke for you? No, he's not too woke for me. I appreciate the wokeness. <laughs> you wanna go to sleep. You but the thing take is a nap like I'm one of them I need my rap music to make me want to shake my ass. And Kendrick really don't do that. Humble was good, but at the same time I felt bad because I'm like, hmm, he kinda don't want you to be shaking your ass. No, but, yes. man, but that's how he does. That's that's great. I feel like that is a talent in itself to be able like to make conceptual, digestible music is such a it's hard great. fence to straddle. And for him to be able to do it, he's done it time and time. Uh, pour a drink. Uh, he had an all right. That song, you know what I'm saying? Every going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? That song was hot. You know what like, all what those that? Songs? Me and my something going to be in your bed. What is that? That's his song, ain't it? Uh, me and my... What is the song? What? Uh, it was all good. Uh, good Kid Mad City. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> The one with Drake? Something about riding in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Okay. That was a good song as well. Like, I love Kendrick. I think he's great. But I am one of those. My rap music needs to be ratchet as hell for me to be like, I'm going to play it all the time. But I do appreciate it. What's a ratchet rap that you like? Who's somebody? Oh, oh. Oh, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast. I love you, but uh, Kevin Gates has this song, D You Down. It's, oh! <laughs> it's ratchet. Well, that sounds very ratchet. <laughs> D You Down sounds very ratchet. Well, this is the thing. I can't listen to songs like D You Down and, and kind of get and get as hype as maybe you would on songs like that. <laughs> but I mean, I think, you know, that's the great thing about Safari music. guest star on that song. <laughs> hey! He's in the video. Safari, He's in the what's video. up? No, I'm just playing. Safari so need to do a D'Angelo uh, spoof right oh, now. Yes, if he yes. did, he did a, if he did a D'Angelo viral. spoof right now, he it would go viral. He would kill the game. It would go viral. Oh, it would be so corny. It but would it go would viral. Be so what he needs. Right? Listen, but yeah, I just like. There you go, Safari. Thank I you do work. like future. <laughs> Safari, <laughs> all you can do over here is sponsor an episode <laughs> of the Three Plus One podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> so Cam, with your work in the entertainment industry as a performer and also as a writer, mm-hmm. what has brought in for you the most income? So for those young entrepreneurs out there, especially those who want to be rappers, like what brings in the money? Songwriting. <clears throat> Songwriting is like property in uh in music. It literally is everything. Every song is broken down into a hundred points. 50% goes to the producer, the person that makes the, or people that make the beat, and 50% goes to the songwriter. 35, 25 to 30 goes, of that 50 goes to whoever makes the hook in the chorus. So that leaves about 20 points for verses. So, you know, you want to have as much of that pie as you want to. So, and it, and it breaks down pretty much like that. I mean, if you can make, if you can write a song or have a part of a song and that song go on to do, you know, $10 million in sales or however you want to do it, then, you know, just take your 10%, you know, do the math on that, you know, and that's one person, that's one song. And just think if you get three or four of those, you stack those up. Now you're getting those checks. You can get them either twice a year or every quarter. That's four, you know, four times a year. So, wow. Yeah. Sounds good. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, stack those checks. Uh, this past week, President Donald Trump was stacking those checks as the White House delves into crisis. There was a great article written on TheVox.com that talks about 
how the White House has devolved to a new low of chaotic infighting. The president's son-in-law just lost his top secret clearance and under increasing ethical scrutiny is said to be paranoid about who's leaking information against him. One of the president's closest allies, Hope Hicks, is leaving and may be facing her own legal woes. His family is clashing with his chief of staff. Rumors are swirling that his national security advisor might soon be pushed out too and that his top economic advisor could quit. On top of all of that, he's angrily lashing out at his attorney general on Twitter and trying to interfere with an investigation again. Guys, what are your thoughts on the current level of infighting with the White House in crisis? Me first? Yes, Cam. Jump right oh, in. <laughs> Where do I begin? I mean, literally every day is like um, like an episode of 24 or Wow, I love 24. I I wish Jack didn't start doing cocaine or heroin (laughs) or whatever because he He ruined the show. He had to. He He didn't have to do cocaine (laughs) on the side. You know what? I'm tired of I think the president's doing cocaine. He might be. (laughs) I mean. But Jack definitely ruined 24. That was a great series. Now he's trying to do Designated Survivor and that show is trash. But (laughs) back to the topic. Oh, God. I mean, literally every day is, is like a reality TV show. I mean. I, you, when you have one opinion about one thing, it, by the time you're finishing that opinion on it, he's done something else for you to have another opinion on it. So it's like you like, can't keep up. You can't with keep the up. I, I can't keep up. I you can't really keep. can't keep up with the shenanigans at all. You never know what's going to happen. Every day on the news, you like let's see what this fool did today, and I just I, you can't keep. But he goes. It, I feel mm-hmm. like he goes right with the world right now because the world is in such a flux that. I mean, he literally he caused is, it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, he definitely, he definitely <laughs> yeah. caused it. Right, he's caused this massive flux. He is completely upended. And maybe yeah. you know, you can definitely give President Donald Trump credit for being a disruptor, mm-hmm. and that he has truly disrupted the balance of the entire world mm-hmm. uh, with some of his actions. The one thing that I was really uh, excited to see kind of happen was this stuff with Hope Hicks. You guys, are you guys familiar with Hope Hicks? No, let's not. She's like twenty five years old. Mm-hmm. 26 years old like she's your age and I was like stunned how she could become one of his top advisors and so now gorgeous that's why Hope Hicks is a very beautiful woman Mm -hmm. and now people are actually that's kind of being hinted at Mm -hmm. and so it just kind of makes me look even more at Melania with the side eye and say wow is it she knows what's up you think so you think that that's what Tazzy said in our whole entire episode called secure the bag sis that Melania knows and that she doesn't have a problem with it it's okay she knew what's up she probably signed all them confidentialities and you know she know everything was up she knows what's going on she knows what's going on I want to know like what is an advisor to some to a a president that has a cabinet Uh, because he has all these advisors around Mm -hmm. because you said she's an advisor what does she advise what does she advise like what does she have a specific area like hey you should do this on this topic or is it kind of just on everything Right, yes. So her actual role role in the White House was White House Director of Strategic Communication, a role that President Trump created brand new for her. That role <laughs> didn't exist. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I know. Right, so. She was born October 21st, 1988. Like I said, she's your age, guys. 
Um, and so she has had this job since 2017. She previously served as press secretary and early communications director for his 2016 campaign, mm-hmm. as well as a national press secretary for the presidential transition team. And so let me see what she was doing before that. She was a teenage model with the Trump organization. Wow. Uh, and she was <laughs> Trump's longest serving political aide at the time of her resignation. Oh, so she's actually outlasted the majority of his uh, transition team mm-hmm. that were brought into uh, to play. Yuck. So that just means she could take it this sounds like some scandal <laughs> mess like olivia was take sleeping with Fitz on the low when he was campaigning and stuff and she had been there from the beginning like yo this is gross this is, he he made up a position that's, he did he made a position that's for what her you know i'm Whoa, sure there's a lot more positions he's yes, making yes. up for her so according to <laughs> wikipedia hope hicks started in population of the new york firm the xeno group yeah. and began, and she actually started working with public relations firm the hillzik strategies in 2012 after meeting the firm's founder at an nfl super bowl event working for among others uh, Ivanka Trump. So maybe this is a very harmless, innocent, like relationship where he was giving his daughter's friend perhaps <laughs> a job in the White House. Save it. So something else that came up this weekend, I thought was also worth bringing to the topic or bringing to the table for a topic, would, was that now it seems as though President Trump is really trying to put a lot of pressure on possible Republican candidates for president to encourage them not to even think about running against him. Uh, that he's already already yes absolutely he's identified <laughs> three possible. Uh, challenges uh, to him specifically uh, Kasich John Kasich of Ohio mm-hmm. and that he's really trying to convince him that there is no way that he should run and if he does he wouldn't have a chance of winning I truly believe that DT is a bully and that's terrible that he's trying to you know bully people into not running against him if you're not the best candidate let somebody else run I, honestly we can take anybody no let me not say that because we might end up with the actual devil at that point, <laughs> shit, how low can we go after this? Well, I, I like what Cat Williams said in his uh, latest special. I mean, Bro, after after <laughs> Bush, we got Obama. So you know, after D two, we might get Jesus. I mean, he it might could be, be better, right? Yeah, it could know, get like, better because it, it's so bad. Like everybody, because everybody was really down on Bush, white, black, and everything in between. So we got that's how we got Obama. So everybody kind of hates D T. So you know, I think I think people are gonna you know, kind of come together again. It's a cycle. It's know? a cycle. So um, I really applaud the Republicans for being as forward thinking to already have a nominee oh, to run against to. him, ready to go. But we don't. The Democratic Party, they don't have a nominee. Like, who's it? They don't have a nominee. We're out here praying and hoping that Oprah is going to come. <laughs> that the universe you know will manifest Oprah for us. I like a law of attraction. Oprah to be president. We, come, we come through at the last minute. It's always, you know, like, because... Toward, I mean, this last election, I didn't know really about Hillary and Bernie until, you oh know, it was time please to go. It was, please don't bring up Hillary in this room. <laughs> that Hillary and Bernie last until week, Didi said, Hillary is my, what did you say she was? Hero. Hillary is my hero. This grown-ass <laughs> black man said Hillary Clinton was his hero. <laughs> of Hillary Clinton has done so people. much for the American people. <coughs> How dare you berate her here? Hillary is my Michelle favorite. Obama has done more for our <laughs> for our people. Than blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Let's go, Michelle. And she didn't I'm have an official to say official Let's go, negative. Michelle. Let's go, Michelle. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything negative about Michelle. Yes, Black Queen. 
No, that's what but, I saw her. But uh, Hillary Clinton, you are too. My American <laughs> queen. You may not be black, but you are American, and I but love you for inside. what you've done. So as we talk about... <coughs> right, she has hot sauce in her bag. No, she don't. That's right. No, she don't. I claim you, Hillary, if we can say that Bill was our yeah, first black president, Thank I can you. say that Hillary Clinton... Tartar sauce. Maybe mustard. Tartar. We can say that Hillary Clinton is our first female black... Uh, she can be black on the inside too. So She's not black on the inside. You do not get moving past. You're not forward, invited to the cookout. You, we are not doing this. Hillary, you can come to the cookout and bring ambrosia salad. Don't bring anything. So you, you guys come. know what ambrosia salad is. I like, I like citrus. I like citrus. Yeah, you, you've had ambrosia yeah, salad. And, yeah, and it's like marshmallows. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> it's something that Hillary would bring to the cookout. And you so eat it just so if you go to home. our if Hillary Clinton brings it and, and puts it in front of me, I'm going to dig in and eat it up. He's going to die. And poison. So, Georgia Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle threatens Delta tax breaks after airline cuts ties with the NRA and what probably is one of the stupidest moves ever in Georgia politics. Governor Lieutenant, uh, Georgia Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle threatened to block any tax legislation that could benefit Delta Airlines if it did not reinstate its relationship with the National Rifle Association. I will kill any tax legislation that benefits Delta unless a company changes its position and fully reinstates its relationship with the NRA. Corporations cannot attack conservatives and expect us not to fight back. Casey Cagle tweeted, what do you guys think that Delta should do in response to this attack? Well, I got the inside plug with Delta. A friend of mine actually works for Delta. She said that they sent out an email saying they're not going to leave Georgia. They're not leaving Atlanta. They're basically just ignoring all of this. Delta's not going to do anything. They sent out an email to all their employees. So that makes you feel better about the situation. Because it would be devastating to the Atlanta economy, to the whole entire state of Georgia, if Delta chose to leave us and go to another state. I know that Delta has been doing lots of research and scouting places like the newly being renovated LaGuardia and New York. I think that would be devastating to so many of us here in Atlanta. It would be, but they're not going anywhere. Employees were inquiring and asking and trying to wonder. There's so many people that work for Delta that live in Atlanta. They had to let them know. They sent out an email and said they are not going anywhere. So that's completely shut down. That is probably some great PR control, but I don't think that we'll know anything until we see who gets to become the next governor. Well, that's some bullshit. If they send out an email saying we ain't going anywhere, then turn around and go somewhere. Tazzy, that's what companies that's do. What Delta. That's tell them, tell them, that's what companies do. Don't that's, do that, they, Delta. It would feel it's a better be move it. for them, for their numbers, for their overall, they're going to they gonna make the move. But I feel like it would be a massive, massive operation to uproot their whole operation. I don't think it would be as much of a massive operation as what we may think. Yeah. Uh, they've Already, when I was in New York and I saw the great technology they were adding into the Wardy and the Delta Terminal, I was highly impressed. And they're I, so that, far behind in the Guardian. No, they are, but not. They're advancing mm-hmm. fast, and I feel. And and se- actually, this made national news. And several cities came out of woodwork saying, "Delta, we want you here." They bought, including New York City. Yeah. So it wouldn't. It wouldn't sit down, New York. It's like if, it's like if the players start saying they're mad on yeah. the team, it's like the other teams are saying, hey, "We want you." Tazzy, I think that you're misdirecting your attention. You're focusing on Delta as a problem. You should focus on Casey Cagle as a problem. How foolish can you be as a politician to damage a very fragile relationship by saying we support the NRA, who's putting money in your pockets, instead? of saying we support Delta, who's employing the citizens that keep our economy flowing and robust. To me, if the people of Georgia are stupid enough to elect someone as 
dumb as Casey Cagle, Delta, and every other industry to pack up and leave. <laughs> Listen. And let the people starve. <laughs> make it the best way you make it. Starve. Because you elected an idiot. The same thing goes for America. You put in Donald Trump, you deal with Donald Trump. Turn up, DD. You elect Casey Turn Cagle, up. you deal with Casey Cagle. Listen, this is how I feel Moron. about Georgia politics. Atlanta is very blue. Georgia is completely red. And it's like People in Atlanta, we think we live in this bubble of we're blue and we understand and we uh, understand people and we're great people. But we have to realize as a complete state outside of Atlanta, it's very, very red. So I can't even be mad because I know it's a lot of idiots that go out and vote. In no, the you state can't be mad, but, but you'll be hungry when like the people of Mississippi where they have <laughs> stupid, ignorant, conservative <laughs> politics stealing and ruining industry where they're still flying the Confederate flag. So you'll be hungry. You may not be mad, but you will be hungry. I don't live in Mississippi. I will never live in Mississippi. That's one of those states where it's like, you go to Mississippi, you might not even live past whatever age you went there. So I wouldn't even risk that. But Georgia... Georgia's going to be in the same boat if we elect people that do not have common sense to run this state. That's We've true. had some phenomenal Republican governors, Sonny Perdue as well as Nathan Deal, and that they use good common sense and put that ahead of their political agenda mm-hmm. to benefit the people of Georgia. Casey Cagle making a statement like this to me demonstrates that he doesn't have that same level of good common sense. He, that he also doesn't have the same selfless attitude about what is best for, for the, the people. people of this state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I, I've never really looked at it like that. But he's I about mean, the money. I'm sure the NRA is. Well, no, paying no, I think I think the past governors are about the money because if you're the doing something, the people. Yeah, if you're doing something that's going to make a company like Delta leave, who is literally the titan of the industry, like um, bro, it's why would Delta? You, why would you want to do anything? And if the past governors have never done, you know, first of all, they were able to get them here and keep them here and keep mm-hmm. the relationship healthy thus far so for them for him to come in and and him to be a can he's a candidate right he's ignorant yeah he's our he's, he's been our current lieutenant governor for years yeah. term after term after mm-hmm. term and now he is officially running as a republican nominee for governor, for governor. there are other republicans running against him but casey cagle is definitely the front runner in the race across the board mm-hmm. uh and then the democratic front runners running against him are the two stacy's Stacey Abrams, and I'm not certain the other Stacey, but neither of which I have, you know, decided on for myself. Okay, so what else? So, going on? okay, so for uh, what's going on? We had a lot of entertainment news hitting. Uh, a new song dropped, mm-hmm. top off from DJ Khaled, Beyonce, Jay Z, and Future. Have you guys heard it? I have, yes. and shout out to Queen B for throwing <laughs> some shade at Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany, you done made it hard for all of us mm. to be in the same room with Beyonce. Mm. Everybody got to sign NDAs and stuff because you want to get on the internet and start talking shit. I love you, Tiffany. Wait, what did what did I don't I don't know what happened. What Listen, did Tiffany Haddish? Tiffany got on the internet and was like, Beyonce. She told first she told a story about Beyonce stopped her from being in a fight. Mm-hmm. Then she told another story at a, at a party. Then she told another story about how Beyonce went up to this woman and checked her about touching Jay Z in a party. Like Tiffany, why you why why you hopping on the internet telling Beyonce's damn business? We know Beyonce won't even let us know what her Snapchat name is. Like we can't even follow her on Snapchat from the day to day. So you decided to get on the internet and tell a story about her checking some woman about touching her husband. <laughs> now Beyonce's in the song talking about if you want to party with the queen, you're gonna have to sign an NDA. That's to you, Tiffany, because you want to party with the queen, then get you on the internet the and tell all the tea. The 
The beehive is this is sharp. I'm honey. pissed. Right. I'm pissed. This beehive made it so hard. <laughs> like she big man. I'm, I'm big, big man. man. I'm big man because the fact that I could be in the room with Beyonce this is somebody and I can't even like, share anything about it. What? She didn't really even like come out and say nothing negative about it. She just told. She was just was saying too much about something. And this is how mad. The beehive. Talking so too so damn much. So just think if you were able to... If you, Talking too much. You're running your mouth. That's your critique, sir. Running your mouth. Like this song, which to me is definitely... <laughs> this is actually a really <laughs> weak song, it right? It is. The and so I'm stunned at how many it's me off the names, the names so basic it's, it's so good basic. because right people are going up for this song just because Beyonce's in it and I applaud Beyonce it's, I'm a fan it's right crazy. It's just all but names. it's not it's a crazy. good song this not song good. is not good it's not good at all but yet Tazzy you like it you applaud if, it if, I never said I like it if some dudes if some dudes from the east side right now made that song named Trap Boys or whatever and right now you yeah, Trap they, Boys according to Type Off Right with that girl Jessica, <laughs> with that girl Jessica, <laughs> <laughs> on the track, on the track, <laughs> and would it be as heralded, right? Is that yeah, right? heralded. Yeah, would it be as you know, pumped up as it is right now? No, I don't think no. so. No, 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 the fact that it's B J and Khaled, that's the only reason and future, and future. Man, that's, future. That's, it was that's terrible. Shout out that's to my fellow Scorpio. But that's, what, that's why everybody's going to it. It's like, why is Future and Beyonce on the same song? What's Navidus, going on there? And then you listen to it, you're like, oh, okay, this, this it's is terrible. Cool. First of all, I didn't think why Jay-Z would Future and Jay-Z, Why would it be on the because, same song? Okay, so Jay Z dropped that track and he was like, um, he said something about people being in pictures holding up money to their ear and all oh, that, yeah. and how it was basically low key ratchet or whatever. After he dropped that album on 444. And he had all these critiques about credit and all of these things about the, you know, black industry, black people and money. Future released a picture of himself holding up a wad of cash up to his ear as in like, well, F you, Jay-Z. What you got to say about this? I'm still. Oh, wow. Yeah. So to hear them on a track together, the rest of us were like, uh, this is hella corny. But, you know, few going to do whatever, I guess. But his well, I mean, they're, doing a, I mean they, they, they're making business decisions when they, they when do Cal- make business. That's Cali coming to them and saying, hey. You know, this is gonna get a million streams. They probably today. didn't even talk. If we just, honestly. If y'all can just yeah. breathe on the track. Yeah. It's gonna get a million. It'll get a million streams. Yeah, his 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 chorus was terrible. Have you both streamed it? I yeah, heard. I mean they've already got one for me. That I heard it, one. and I, I was at um, Ready Set Great Spin Class, and he played it. Uh, he was our guest on the second episode. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen, listen, listen to that episode. It's literally entitled Ready Set Great, and if you want to follow him on Instagram, you can at Ready Set Great. On Instagram, but I haven't streamed it, so they can breathe all over the track. <laughs> they can piss on you the track, to be it. honest. You don't have to. And I still have it. No, you don't have it. Not Queen B, I still love you, girl, but I'm not yeah. feeling the you track. You're not. You're not here for it. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not gonna hear it again. So tonight, as we're recording this, the Oscars <laughs> are on. Tazzy, as someone who is studying film, I know that you're um, super excited to go and catch up and really dig in and digest anything happening tonight that you're really excited about. Actually, I don't know what's going on because I'm recording the podcast instead of watching the Oscars. (laughs) Shout out to my professor. Um, You did assign that we watch the Oscars. She's going to watch it after the fact. So that we can talk about it in class tomorrow. Everybody has the internet. Um, I don't have DVR. Everything will be on YouTube. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope that it comes on again. My professor, the reason why I did not watch it and when I cannot participate. He's not listening to this. It's a woman. (laughs) She's not. She's not listening to this. You're sexist. Why did you assume my professor was a man? 
because the only professor you've ever talked about in a positive light has been a man. Damn. So I'm assuming that you wouldn't bring this woman up. I love this woman, actually. I can't you've say You've never talked about her once. Because she's super serious and super like, um, she's one of those people that's very private about her life, but she's dope. Just like Beyonce. She is very private. Have her sign the uh, agreement. The NDA. I won't say your name on the podcast, but I know that you listen because you love me. She absolutely loves me. Everybody does, honestly. But I, I'm not watching the Oscars right now. I can't wait to go back and see it, actually, and catch up so we can talk about it. I am in the film industry, and I'm super excited to see who's going to win these awards. Where well, these well, but, but, but you're super excited, but I asked the question before. What movies, what good movies came out last year? Listen, I want Get Out to win a lot of stuff. <laughs> just Obviously. everything. Get, get out, out. win it all. <laughs> win it all, get out. Y'all remember that song? Get out. Get out. Play, get out. Get out. Hit. That no, was that's a ratchet hit. Sounds like a hit. That's a ratchet hit. You don't remember it? Oh my god. It had that little ratchet head dance where people be kicking it. Oh man, I looked it up. It's okay. It was so funny. <laughs> Didi's a video, so I know he don't know. Well, he's not even a zenny. He's been teaching since 84, so he might have heard this song. So in all honesty, my teaching career started in 2002. This age is an <laughs> This age ism is just really out of control but one day Tansy I do pray and hope that you will be able to hit your 30s at the same level that I hit my 30s and Did look just 30s, as good. you're 45 what are you talking about what? he loves talking about 30s as if that wasn't 5 years when ago. I celebrate my when I turn 40 and she's right there drunk as can be having to get lifted to the Uber home I that I pay for that I, I pay that. for you will then have I will feel vindicated so Cam anything great happening tonight at the Oscars that you you would like to share um like uh taz just said i mean get out was a great movie i think it was great in all aspects of so you feel that get out was is oscar oscar worthy i mean it was everything it was funny it was uh, inspirational it was entertaining it was suspenseful it was not 100 yeah. rating on rotten tomatoes so, like right. i feel like bro, that right never movie. happens it had a five million dollar budget and brought in so much more. And, like, and we're thankful. I'm proud of it. It was an entertaining film, but amazing. I did not see any acting in that film that would warrant any Oscar nomination whatsoever. Any acting? The acting was subpar. And it was an average. It was average. Stop talking because I will edit well, everything. No, don't out. edit. But I just want to say this because you know Tazzy. If you need, uh, I just want to say that at Let's Talk Tazzy does a phenomenal job of editing this podcast uh, every single week. Uh, so if you want to start a podcast and you're looking for someone to help you get started on that journey, at Let's Talk Tazzy on Instagram is a phenomenal uh, producer of this work. I do videography as well. I don't know about it. I ain't never seen no evidence. But <laughs> Whoa! That's I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But back to Get Out. It was a phenomenally written. The film was well written. The plot was well done. It had some great cinem- uh, cinematography and some phenomenal great effects. But in terms of the acting, that's what I'm talking about. Even the performers were surprised that they are attending the Oscars tonight. They literally said on the red carpet that they never expect to be there. And I think that speaks to that they were not aiming to make an Oscar-worthy film. And had it not been an easy year, they probably wouldn't have made an Oscar-worthy film. Do you feel like a movie is strictly the acting of the movie? That's a great question. That's a great question. So, Cam, uh, there are a lot of things that make a great movie, but for me, acting is hands down, above and beyond. But I mean, was it so bad? I mean, was it so... Not bad. uh, In my opinion, was was it so bad? Okay, well, in your opinion, was it so bad that it 
was warranted of like not being considered a good movie. No, like, it wasn't. For, no, it was an entertaining movie. Absolutely, yeah. it was an entertaining movie. Just like Black Panther was a very entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. Both of them were good movies in their own right, but to me, they were not Oscar worthy films and Oscar worthy performances. When I look at the acting of someone like Angela Bassett and uh, what's love got to do with it, who didn't even win the Oscar, and compare mm-hmm. it to this year's nominees, I'm well, highly I mean, I disappointed. Think, I think that's like. Cause you're that's um, singling one person like that per because the rest of the movie they if all the, if one person is really good and the rest of the who was really good in Get Out the best the, friend the main character I think the main character I think he did a really good okay. job of being naive and then but still be kind of conscious. first of all he's not he has a horrible spirit of discernment because <laughs> in Get Out he had horrible discernment. And in uh, Black Panther, he was playing that role. Oh my God! <laughs> Man, he was in, I feel like he did that right after. They were like, "Oh, spirit of discernment. We need to get you now." While you yes, while you were struggling to <laughs> read people's character, yeah, he's terrible. So you're saying that Daniel Kaluuya did not give Tazzy a European either? Like he hasn't done well in his choices of what films he's portrayed. No, no, no. He's done great. I just said each role he plays has a horrible spirit of discernment. He cannot... Oh, but not him himself. Him not okay, himself. Okay. Him, the characters he play... He doesn't. He's not. He's not able to read people. He didn't know that white girl was crazy. He didn't know Killmonger was gonna be acting a fool. Like his spirit of discernment, the roles he picks are terrible. So one thing I can say about Black Panther Two has a comic book Black reader. Black Panther. Black <laughs> Panther. So one thing I can say about the film and the and the actual comic books in the Black Panther. <laughs> Uh, that character is ruled by the rhino god and so each of these people are ruled by like a totem or like this god mm-hmm. this animal and they kind of channel the personality of that animal so that may have just been very rhino like uh, of him but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not too certain so as we continue on with uh, in the entertainment news lots of things actually are- I have a really okay. great story that I think is kind of relatable to the Black Panther. So this weekend I was in Charlotte with some of my line sisters and one of my best friends, Jamie. Um, and we were out at the club and this is how you know Black Panther's taking over the world. So we have been drinking of course. You guys were at the club. No, we were leaving at this party. We had a day party. We were leaving. So I was standing outside and I saw this really fine man. And so I, you know when you're t- you got that liquid courage you gonna speak up. So I pointed at this man and I was like oh my god sir. And I pointed at him he came back towards me. I was like you are fine as hell. He said oh baby you fine too. And went like this. Like he, ah! he put up the X the Black Panther X and then threw it down like on Black Panther. How did you receive that? I went, this is how I received it. I stood up, I threw up the X, I threw it down, and I said, oh What kind of Oh, corny. Were you drunk? We were. We were very drunk. And basically, we parted ways. Oh, but we, 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 we shared that Shit, moment of Wakanda forever. And I feel like that's the impact Black Panther has had. That strangers will do the whole X across the chest and throw it down when yeah. speaking with each other. I just thought it was a really cute and funny story. Um, I did not get that man's number. And then I think about it. Damn, that was a fail. I hope, well, I hope we can keep... Our fire going on this movie and how we feel about this longer than yeah, the fire. Yeah, it's the third week in a row with your friend. Third week in a row being number one in the box office. It's so it's great. breaking records. It's yeah. breaking it's really records. Great. Have you guys seen it more than once? Yes. 
Yes. I've only seen it once, but I haven't I'm going back. I've seen 3D the first time and then uh, regular. You gotta see 3D. the 3D. No, I can't hear me. No, I, I never I never liked 3D until I seen... Hurts my eyes. I'm just too old. Hurts my eyes. I'm like, Zenial. oh, it just hurts my eyes. Zenial. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna see it again uh, probably this weekend. I'll if see somebody it that's listening to the podcast would like to sponsor me to go see it for a second time, <gasps> please don't. Like She's so bucks. selfish. She's an Aries. We six want to what the hell anybody you have to donate, <laughs> please student. do it for the whole episode. I am a student. I'm a full time master student. That's why you get a Jesus. discount. You get a discount on the If you get all A's, I'll give you ten dollars. So I, I did all A's. Like let's. I have like, never seen evidence. A. I ain't never seen any evidence of any A from you. Listen. <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm, I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking so and also but maybe not joking um, so I didn't know anything I all of a sudden started seeing all of this stuff on my timelines or social media about a YouTube Instagram Facebook type TV show from the rapper Kaya who did the song My Neck and My Back mm-hmm. uh, and someone named T.S. Madison mm-hmm. and it had like a program called The Queen's Court Mm-hmm. And it was supposedly really funny and really good. Did you, did you guys ever watch it? The no, Queen's no, no, no. Court. I did watch some of the Queen's Did you enjoy Court. the Queen's Court? So the Queen's Court is one of those things you watch purely for the mess mm-hmm. and the drama because Kaya is very messy. That's what you want this podcast to be. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I'm joking. No, but you did you have talked about like you get very angry at me for being adamant about the politics and keeping the politics into our podcast. We talk about politics because like we've discussed, millennials that listen to it don't always know what's going on in politics and you, your old ass brings that to us Mm -hmm. and I appreciate that. (laughs) In a way that we can, Yes, digest it. Yeah, but no, the Queen's Court was very messy. They did break up. Um, Kaya's very, uh, very mean. You feel Um, like Kaya was mean. The way that they broke up, she did go about it really bad. She, um, mm-hmm. T.S. Madison is, um, Who is T.S. Madison? a trans, so she's a very well known transgender um, woman, and she has a great following. Mm-hmm. She seems super sweet, but she's messy as well. But that's their thing. But she seems, she's really, she seems very nice. Yes, and sweet. But when they broke up and um, they decided to part ways. Kyle got really nasty about it and was calling her all types of horrible names oh, and calling her a man in a dress. But this is what she said. This is this is what she said. I mean, just take it back. Yeah, I hate the, it. it was just that. Oh wow. <laughs> Three plus one podcast does not <laughs> align and agree with what that we just is stated. The that performer, is the yes. Cam Maxwell. Cam, those are Cam's opinions. <laughs> they are not related to three plus one the podcast. The, the my I'm neck, saying. my back rapper to her new gag order chair. That's like, I think her new or her yeah. other show on. Or she had other to like that after Queen's Chair to share her thoughts on the most current celebrity buzz, including Safari's new video and Black China sex tape, but not without giving more pieces of her mind to T.S. Madison, which she tied into the Safari expose. Kaya began by taking nameless shots and discrediting her as a businesswoman with wanna be a star and you're not. Wanna be a woman and you're not. Wanna be right and you're wrong. Um, As for Safari, she informed him that contrary to the rest of the internet, she didn't want to see any more of his manhood popping up on the internet. She said, I think you need to just send them to T.S.'s inbox. Mm. But she, Kaya, didn't give a good GD how much breast, but she didn't say breast. She said the T word that's synonymous with breast. They buy. 
or how much uh, butt they buy, transgender women will always have distinct differences with regard to women's anatomy in her book. This comment from Kaya has really angered a lot of people in the LGBTQ because community. Because it was ugly as hell. It was ugly. It was mean-spirited. You very think? much yes. so. Very inappropriate. Um, so, but do you think it was, is it any truth to what she said? Like, are people being too sensitive to Kaya's commentary? No. Kaya was being ugly and mean for no reason. I feel like we live in a world where you should be accepting of people for who they are and don't use those differences against them. It's so rude. You sat up in that woman's face and y'all were partners at one point in time and then when it went sour, you completely dogged her and I feel like that's that's horrible do you feel character. That, that, do you, I never watched the show on a regular basis, but do you feel that Kaya and T.S. Madison had a genuine friendship? They, they tried to portray that work? they did. Um, Kaya tries to say now it was just work. She was like, you can work with people you don't like all the time. And da, 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 that don't mean you like them. But Kaya, you made it seem like y'all had a genuine you know, friendship going on because y'all had this good energy. And that's what made the show good. Well, they had good rapport. Yeah. So I, you can't make like good gotta, rapport with people you hate. You got to take it with a grain of salt, though, too. Because if she was angry about them splitting up, then she... I mean, you know we've all said crazy things while being angry so I feel like you gotta take a grain of salt and it's Kaya so it's like I mean I mean LGBTQ community why are y'all even <laughs> mad or why do y'all even care what Kaya says yeah. anyway like who, who is she and y'all many people know, really like that my neck and my back like everybody was you know she ain't had a hit since then though I mean yeah. I bet you when that song comes I bet you that song comes on right now Kane Wang with it oh I mean wasn't that a song wow you know this Kane Wang with it Came Wayne with it. Some things, I'm gonna be honest with you, are so kind of ridiculous <laughs> that you kind of have to listen to it just so you can get a good laugh. Yeah, yeah, you got to entertainment. It's entertainment. Listen, Kaya was wrong. I feel like you were so out of and the I, And I was, and I didn't start teaching in 1985. If you keep lying and saying on this podcast. I didn't say 85, so I, I said 84. Young enough to Kane Wayne with it. If I want to Kane Wayne with it, I hey. can Wayne. Listen, his students were singing that back in the day. He was there. <laughs> I mean, that's why he knows it, of course. So, moving forward. Um, so, but just to wrap up the cast. So, we we do feel that Kaya owes a... Out of line. Out of line. She was wrong. Completely out of line. Completely. I cannot even back Kaya with that. Barbara Streisand cloned her dog. What? Cloned? <laughs> Barbara Streisand cloned her dog. In her own words, according to Google <laughs> Magazine, Barbara Streisand is explaining the decision to clone her beloved... Curly-haired dog, Samantha, who died in 2017. I was so devastated by the loss of my dear Samantha after 40, after 14 years together that I just wanted to keep her with me in some way. The music icon, who is now 75, detailed in an op-ed for the New York Times published on Friday. It was easier to let Sammy go if I knew I could keep some part of her alive, something that came from her DNA, Streisand recalls. <laughs> One of the reasons I chose cloning was because I couldn't find another curly-haired Coton. <laughs> so... Barbara what do you rich. guys think about this? Like this That's is rich. Barbara Streisand closed, cloned her dog. That's rich. Sounds about the right. That's I'm rich. just kidding. That's right, right. My bad. S. Sounds That's about right. Rich N word S. No, no. <laughs> You know what? That's all I was saying. I'm not sure. So, 
on the Tazzy, show. you're not a pet lover or animal lover. I do love dogs. You I love dogs. Cats. Cats so are disgusting. Have you ever had? Do you have a dog? I had a dog at one point in time. And what happened to your dog? In undergrad, I had to let him go because I could not like let him go into the afterlife or let no, him no, no, no. I had to like. <laughs> so she wasn't responsible. Sell pet him. No, no, no. I well, I was responsible. It just came to a point. I was in undergrad. I got the dog. Yeah. I could not afford to yeah, give him cute. everything that he needed. Time and is. I was like, did you know that before you got him? Listen, don't check me. <laughs> I'm just judging you a little bit. I am. I'm, I'm I judge judging. people who get pets, but then they the pet loves them. The pet develops a relationship with them. Then they let the pet but go the thing because was, I couldn't. I couldn't afford him. Okay. And Smokey also was very one of those Smokey aggressive dogs. He was aggressive. Uh, Every time we had guests over, he was trying to bite them. He thought he was being protective. But what kind of was, dog was Smokey? Um, he was half uh, terrier, half uh, uh, schnauzer. American dog. He was tearing folks' ankles up. And I was like, this is horrible. My guests hated coming over because he was really trying to invite them. Cam, are you an animal lover or no? I love dogs. I mean, I love all animals, um, but I especially love dogs. I have a little Yorkie, as you know. How old is your dog? Oh, man. Three? Going on four? Would you clone your dog when the time comes? If your dog is on if the If I could, yeah, I would. would. Okay. Now, the, it has to be the dog. same. This is the thing, though. It has to come because you don't know the temperament. The temperament might change the dog. <laughs> And now, if I got a little, what was her name, Smokey? Smokey. And I, I wanted my Chloe, and I got a Smokey now. And now I got to punt the little thing yeah. somewhere. Cause it's, yeah, they'd I mean, be wild sometimes. And now I just wasted X amount of million. I'm sure that costs How yeah. much did it cost to clone that dog? I don't know. Probably big money. So, I don't know. I don't feel good about cloning, you know, that's, this that's something that I don't weird to me. I don't like it's definitely it. playing God. Stop trying to play God. Right. Yes. Don't but play God. I think it's a bold move for someone like Barbara Streisand to do it. And you I got think, the money, hey, why not? I think that it's going to open up and lead to other things, too. So, um, oh, God. Correct. So, <laughs> this is a time in our podcast where we're ready to move into the up, the down, the clown. Hey. The best of us in products that we love. Before doing that, I want to shout out to a couple of podcasts that uh, are out there. Again, every week I, I like to share other people who are out here doing their podcast work. And I want to shout out to Blacksolutely, another ATL podcast hosted by DJ Reese. Blacksolutely is hilarious, informative, and a great listen. So if you haven't yet checked out Blacksolutely, please do so. Also, I want to shout out Black for Hire podcast. This podcast addresses political and pop culture conversations with a hint of Jesus and a hint of Mary Jane. A hint of Mary Jane. I don't know what that actually means. I'm not talking about like a hint of like illegal marijuana <laughs> because it's not legal here. I don't think it's legal where they're filming or recording or they're meaning like Mary Jane Paul from yeah. being Mary Jane. Hopefully it's decriminalized. The Thank you, Keisha. It is decriminalized <laughs> in our city. Thank you, Keisha. So this week's guys, the best of us goes to Sherilyn Eiffel, president of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. They are fighting for our civil rights and our civil liberty. So in our last week's episode with Kyrie, the ATL auto broker, we talked about how people you know, we didn't have our civil rights icons, but we absolutely do. That made me get out there and research other people that I could introduce to our millennial listeners. And Samantha Eiffel is definitely someone that you want to Google and look up. It's also look up all the great work happening with the NAACP uh, Legal Defense Fund, where they're doing some great 
work with United States versus Blessed. The L, uh, looking at the 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 Terrebonne. I don't know if I said that right. Parish in Louisiana branch NAACP versus Jindal and the government of Louisiana. The Chef versus O'Neill case. The Texas versus the uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Thomas versus School Board of St. Martin Parish. The Little versus Washington Metro Area Atlanta Transit Authority. It goes on and on and on about how these civil right leaders and I, these civil right leaders and activists are fighting for the rights of every single American American in this country, especially at this tumultuous time under the Trump administration. So Samantha Eiffel, you truly, truly, truly represent the best of us this week. And so now we go into this week's The Up, The Down, and The Clown. So this week's Up, Cam, tell us about The Up. Um, It goes to Taraji P. Henson, Miss Cookie... Lions. Lions. Oh my God. Just now on the red carpet uh, at the Oscars... She took a dig at uh, Ryan Seacrest for his allegations, uh, the allegations made towards him uh, for due to his sexual uh, advancements towards like yeah towards women, uh, women. you know, sexual harassing women. I think specifically maybe his hair artist or makeup artist, yeah, somebody like that. And she took a dig at him and let him know that. Everybody gets theirs in due time, pretty much. Right there on the red carpet on live TV. And on live TV, so I'm sure that clip is going to go viral. Oh but shout out to her for having so, the... Oh, oh my gosh. Right. The way she did it, it was just so clean. She didn't just, you know, just come out and say it. She was real tactful with it. Very tactful. And it was very classy. classy. But it was also very pointed. I think mm-hmm. it was a great moment for her. Mm-hmm. So this week's The Down is... R&B singer Trey Songs. According to the Los Angeles Times, a woman has accused R&B performer Trey Songs of punching and choking her during an altercation at a home in Los Angeles over the weekend. This happened the weekend of February 18th. According to her attorney, the alleged victim who has who was not identified claimed she was attacked early Saturday morning at a home the singer rented for the weekend in the Hollywood Hills, according to a statement issued by attorney Lisa Bloom. The woman and the musician, whose real name is Tremaine Neverson, has been friends for years, according to Bloom, who said the singer became enraged when the victim began talking to one of his friends. He called her names, choked her, and repeatedly, pun- and repeatedly punched her in the face. Oh Several people were present, and no one helped her, the statement read. So then, according to The Read, so, uh, I listened to that podcast the weekend, Kid Fury and Chriselle, uh, when I listened, is it not? Did I say her name wrong? Yeah, go ahead. What's her name? Is it Chriselle? Yes, go ahead. And so she, they said that they looked at Trey Song's Twitter, and he posted and said, "And this too shall pass." <gasps> not, I'm innocent. Not, oh, you know, innocent to prove mm. guilty, but <coughs> yeah. this too shall pass. So it mm. seems as though it may be a very accurate, true statement. Mm. If this wasn't true, it would be very easy to to say this didn't happen, considering all the witnesses that would have been present. But mm-hmm. that's not what he's saying. So. To me, that's a definite down. And it's disappointing because I actually was a trace. I'm a fan of his music. What's I, crazy is on our ride I have his first album right here somewhere on that shelf right of CDs. Listen, <laughs> on our CDs. ride back from North Carolina today, we listened to a lot of Trey Song's music and reminisced about uh, 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 how amazing Animal! Listen, <laughs> we listened to Wonder Woman, uh, Last Time, all of those hits. And uh, we were jamming. Uh, 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 yes! So this is really disappointing, but if Trey Songz did do this, he is fully canceled because I do not support domestic violence. Any of that bullshit. Mm -hmm. Canceled. 
Well, so you would no longer be able to support him. Never. What if it was that he just lost his cool? It's just no excuse. No excuse. There's no excuse. There's no, uh, this is what happened, or I got upset. You're a grown ass man. You do not put your hands on a woman. You'll be canceled for the rest of your life, in in my opinion. Cam, what do you think? As a musician. I mean, I think it's it's a horrible, just as a a musician, as a a man in, in the music industry, I think it's horrible that men use their positions of power as leverage or think it's okay to downgrade anybody, um, especially a woman who, you know what I'm saying, is usually, when it comes to physical stuff, it should be a point of you just being like, all right, there's no nothing I can prove here if, if it comes to that. So as a man, it, it just sucks that, that this continues to happen and that it seems like it's like everybody got together and was like, we gonna come out. This this is our year. We dropping these tapes. We dropping, we getting facts. We got receipts. We got all yeah. this stuff. So. It just sucks that it's been happening. It's so it's been so prevalent for so long. So this week's the clown goes to the entire state of West Virginia. Whoa, entire state! What they right. do? Now let me tell you: if you are a listener in West Virginia, we're not attacking you because you can <laughs> always sponsor an episode of the Three Plus One Podcast. <laughs> However, there is a the teachers in West Virginia are currently on strike, and this they're getting ready to go into day seven of their strike because of low pay. West Virginia has some of the lowest teacher pay in the United States of America, and the state is refusing to pay them more. All the public schools? That's right. All teachers, all public school teachers are on strike, so I applaud them, I salute them, and they're fighting for the pay they deserve. Too much work happens from teachers. Too much expectations are placed on teachers for them not to be compensated, at least fairly. Mm -hmm. Never can they be compensated adequately, but they can at least be paid a decent livable wage for the work, and right now in West Virginia, what they're being paid is not a livable wage, and it is a shame. West Virginia is definitely a state that needs teachers because they backwards as <laughs> hell. So y'all need to pay these. I didn't people. say that, West Virginia. So I'm not West trying Virginia. to insult you Whoa. as backwards, but you did vote overwhelmingly for President Trump. Not saying that you have a right to vote who you want. They need those damn teachers in the Even classroom. though President Trump now employed a 25% tariff on steel that's going to further hurt your economic system in that state mm-hmm. and further allow you to not pay teachers what they deserve. Mm. Po West Virginia. Po, po West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> so, West Virginia. So, with that being said, <laughs> we now want to talk about the products that we love. Cameron, what are the products that you're loving this week? Um, a product that I love this week and I've always loved is uh, Welch's Fruit Snacks. I mean, I love <laughs> all the flavors. I mean, tropical. Oh, the tropical got, is in like that blue bag. Yes, Ooh, they have one. Color. And there's a one that people don't know about. It's the Fruit Punch. It's a, it's usually in, in rare places. You only find these in the most trap uh, trap spots, in the most hood of hood spots. They usually come. I don't come, like Fruit Punch flavors. Oh my though. God, it's, uh, it is amazing. Fruit I just, I love them. And uh, also, I mean, can I add a little add-on? Yeah. I mean, Hennessy. I mean, always just as. Oh, so you put the Fruit Snacks <laughs> Hennessy? I mean, sometimes they do intersect. Put a fruit snack in the Hennessy. Does a Hennessy, the fruit snack soak up the Hennessy? Oh, it soaks they it up. They do that with gummy bears all the time. It soaks it up. And Hennessy? No, and just liquor in general. You throw mm. some gummy bears and some liquor, soak it up, and eat the gummy bears. It's so good. So good. So good. I'm not about that life. So my product <laughs> that I am He's loving older, is older, his liver has been through some things. Yes. No, my liver is it's pure. <laughs> if it's not comedian wine, I'm not drinking. It. I lie, don't care who tell it. So, um, right now, what's in this cup? So again, now you guys are enjoying your delicious 
Miomi wine that Tazzy brought to the table. I keep it here because I, it keeps her calm. Um, <laughs> as you can see, I'm drinking my favorite beverage of choice, which is. Uh, some kind of brown concoction. It's a hottie toddy. It's, it's no coffee. It, everyone who knows <laughs> me knows that I am a full day, all day uh, coffee drinker. So, to me, my favorite product of the week that I would love to share is the Allergy Medicine Zizel. I suffer from <laughs> year-long allergies, and Zizel helps me manage and balance it. I love being outside. I love running outside. And if I didn't have Zizel, I wouldn't be able to do that during the beginning of what I believe will be a very harsh allergy season. So I'm very thankful and very proud to recommend Zizel, an allergy medicine that has truly made it better for me during this season. If you guys haven't noticed, um, Didi obviously did not share this with me because uh, my voice does sound I didn't different know you were sick. Because allergies <laughs> are trying to take over my life. I don't believe that I have allergies. I might have like a slight cold. I don't know. Either way. She was just in another city partying up all weekend. Though, oh, so. man. I think her throat is sore because of like throwing up I don't, I don't throw up, first off. It came up, just didn't come out. Let's, let's not. Actually, when I was out of town last week for the funeral of my dear aunt, oh, no. the weather was terrible, and I think that's what got me. Okay, it was 40 degrees on. and raining one day, and then 80 degrees and sunny the next, and I got caught up in the mess. But my product of the week is going to have to be um, Banana Republic Jeans. So, I'm one of those people, I have a unique body shape, and jeans don't always fit me. Banana right. Republic works? That's what I'm... For our sisters? Uh, sisters. That's what I'm talking about. I thought Banana Republic won for us. No, I thought that too, but one, <laughs> one of my line sisters took us into the Banana Republic outlet on our way back from um, North Carolina today, because she had to buy some work clothes, and I was like, I need new jeans. I'm going to try this, it out. This probably is, a, is this like a new division they have? And I don't know what it is, but when I tell brown, you... <laughs> <laughs> These jeans, Missing out. I'm one of those people that I have, uh, my waist is smaller than my hip thigh ratio. Um, so it's hard for me to buy jeans. They're usually too big in the waist or they don't, they're too small in the ass area. But Banana Republic skinny sculpt jeans fit me perfectly. They ha- they came right into my waist. They came out to, to the curve. It was <laughs> perfect. I am truly a stan and I'm gonna I'm so happy that I Is it I just that one jean or is it it's like- that cut that I tried on I didn't try on it called again the skinny sculpt Oh my god, they're perfect. They were they fit perfectly. I don't have to wear a belt. They're not baggy. They fit my curves perfectly and I'm very appreciative of Banana Republic. So I'm a I also love Banana Republic. You know, of course it's someone who has to, you know, wear a lot of dress clothes for work. I I've always been a fan of Banana Republic. I mean, literally even in high school, mm-hmm. I've loved Banana Republic. So Whoa, Banana Republic is around in the sixties? Oh my god. I did not know that. <laughs> so, so, I didn't know that. This isn't funny. I didn't know that. This isn't funny at all. So, I mean, Cameron, do you like the Banana Republic? Uh, I mean, I, I hate the name. I what a dumb name. Yeah, banana I mean, I've never, you know, I've never really worn their jeans. It's more. I wonder, is it racist? Not for us. It's not really for us. Yeah, that, that's why maybe the I Banana Republic banana. when it first came out, like, you know, had they did they had like a lot of like monkey statues and stuff <laughs> in the in the store that was yes. like decorated. But they, they evolved. Yeah, they they like, did. I think when they got purchased by the company that owns Gap and Old Navy, they kind of changed their brand and it became like the upscale clothes that you would get whereas like Old Old Navy Navy is like the very casual Mm -hmm. Gap is like middle you know preppy and then Old Navy I mean um, the Banana Republic is you know for the the Mm -hmm. urban sophisticated dress up type guy Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's great. And the outlet right now does have a sale, fifty percent off all <laughs> denim. Come on, blood. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, and old. Na- I mean, uh, look, Old Navy Gap, Auburn. If you're listening to this podcast, you can you owe us. So <laughs> what a great uh, episode, Cam. Yes, thank you for thank coming you, out again. You can stream any of his music on SoundCloud. This. Uh, Search Union, and instead of putting the I in Union, put the number one. And also on Instagram is Mac Backwards. All the A's are V's. All the A's, V's. Mac Backwards, all the A's, V's. Thank Mm -hmm. you again for joining us this week. We'll talk to you again next week. See you next Thursday. Goodbye.